You're listening to the Rise of Sisterhood podcast, where we chat about soul, spirit, sisterhood, and a little bit of everything in between. Here is your host, aka me, Jen. Good morning, my sweet friends. I am so excited to be with you today, chatting all about the chakra system. And so I think it's really fun to do these 101 type classes or I guess now podcast episodes because it really helps you, the listener, find a jumping point into exploring something a little bit deeper. So what we talk about today will be very basic knowledge that'll get you started. And of course, there's always so much more that can be added to it. So if you are listening and you find that you maybe have different knowledge on a subject or, you know, you have a different take on something, please, please, please feel free to share. I think that that is so awesome because we all have our own uh, perspectives and takes on things. So I'd love to hear where you stand with everything. And so jumping in, what is a chakra? You've probably heard this word before. So chakra is actually the Sanskrit word for a wheel. And so if you picture a chakra, just picture a wheel of swirling energy. I'm doing the actual hand movements of it and you cannot see it. So super helpful for you, of course. So just picture a a wheel of energy. I would even say it's perhaps a sphere of energy. It is a ball of energy, right? And so our chakras, there are hundreds of them around our bodies, maybe thousands, but we tend to focus on the seven main chakras. We could even say the eight main chakras, and I'm going to touch on all eight today. And so our main chakras run essentially in a line from the base of our spine all the way up to above the crown of our head. So our first chakra, our root chakra at the base, and then ending with our eight eighth chakra, which is somewhat considered the soul chakra, our higher self chakra. And that is, if you just picture maybe like the video game, The Sims, the little diamond thing above their head, picture that chakra there. (laughs) Kind of an obscure reference, but it's kind of neat to visualize like that. So our chakras are essentially our energetic highway. It is how we receive and feel the flow of energy that we receive from vital, our our vital life energy, life force from the universe and from our sweet earth mama. So coming up from the ground, moving up through the sky, and then from the sky, moving down into the ground. That is the most physical way I can kind of explain how the energy moves through us. Uh, And so when we have chakras that are healthy and well-balanced. Our energy flows quite beautifully. Everything feels peaceful and more aligned, but we can have overactive and underactive chakras and each chakra, it correlates with a different, uh, a different energy where, you know, like our root chakra is connected to stability and support and our crown chakra is connected to uh, receiving downloads, connections to the universe, all of that. So we can have overactive chakras where we're, where it's just too busy in there and the energy kind of gets balled up and swirled in there and isn't flowing properly. Or we can have underactive chakras where it kind of feels like it's blocked a little bit. And so when we work through these 
these chakras today and I explain them to you and share them with you, uh, it's going to help you kind of see, you know, certain areas of your life. You might be feeling like you resonate with an overactive or underactive chakra. And then you can look at, okay, well, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to move forward with this, right? And so I think that to start off, we'll go ahead and jump right in to each chakra. I'll explain to you what that foundation of that chakra is all about, how it may look if it's overactive, how it may look if it's underactive, and some activities we can do to help get it balanced and flowing and feeling good. So we're going to start at number one. Number one is our root chakra. Our root chakra is our foundation. It is the base of our spine and it is associated with the color red. And so because it is our foundation, it really is that chakra that signifies stability, support, uh, yeah, and a foundation. And so if you are having an overactive root chakra, you might be perhaps hoarding money or being very, very frantic about uh, what you're going to create for yourself in terms of a foundation within your life. Uh, if it's underactive, you might find yourself having a hard time settling down or finding, uh, finding a, a home base for yourself, uh, feeling disconnected from the idea of creating that foundation. So it is connected to the color red. And something that you can do to help bring it back into balance is, with, as with all chakras, meditating. Um, I love mantra work. So your mantra for this chakra would be, I am balanced. I have stability. I am safe. I am stable. I am supported. These are all very good root chakra uh, mantras. So there's lots of other things we can do to work on balancing those chakras. But another way would be yoga, doing things where you're physically allowing your base of your spine. So in a seated position, maybe activating it by um, doing bum drops on the floor from a seated position, not from standing. We're not toddlers. We don't drop down to the ground like that because we'll probably break something if we do that. Something where we're actually physically stimulating that area so that we are able to bring the awareness down there. You can tell by your energy and your actions, so your general overall feelings about that. Um, so if you're feeling like you don't know where, you know, how you're going to create a stable, stable home space for yourself, uh, you know, that may be um, the sign of an underactive chakra. So you may use your mantras or maybe you're not sure how to tell. So we can use this through the whole, uh, any chakra, but you can grab your pendulum. Your pendulum is a really great way, a really great tool to work with your chakras. And you can just hold it. You don't have to hold it over yourself. You can just hold it over your hand, let it dangle. If you're not sure what a pendulum is, it is usually some sort of object, sometimes a crystal, sometimes a pretty uh, piece of, a talisman, piece of metal, something you hold it over your hand and you can just ask, what is my yes or what is my no? And just notice the way that the pendulum moves. So you can ask, is my root chakra balanced? It'll tell you yes or no. Is it overactive? Yes or no. Is it underactive? Yes or no. And then from there you can start to take action. So 
Another really great way to ground yourself. Another sign that your root chakra is underactive is feeling very ungrounded. So feeling very flighty, not connected to the earth. So getting into nature is very important. Uh, feeling your feet pressing into the ground. Also eating uh, vegetables and things that come from the earth. So root vegetables, very important. Uh, nuts, things, seeds, things like that that sprout and take life. So all very helpful when you are curious about your root chakra. So that is the first one. Again, associated with the color red. Our second chakra we're going to talk about is our sacral chakra. And that one, whether you're female or male, is based at the space where you would hold your womb. Uh, you don't have to have a physical womb to still have the womb space. A few inches below your belly button. And the sacral chakra is connected to the color orange. And it is our divine feminine. It's the center of divine feminine. And it is our creation, our creativity, our sensuality. That is, and, and creation and creativity is very, very connected to the second chakra. Sacral chakra color orange. And so if your sacral chakra is overactive, you might find yourself starting a lot of projects and not finishing anything like very much squirrel syndrome and uh, just wanting to create and create, and create, but not really feeling that focus or that flow. Uh, or you may be a little bit more promiscuous than normal, which no judgment, do what you do, but you might not find yourself feeling in control of that, uh, you might find that it's happening and then you're like, oh, what have I done <laughs> kind of deal? Maybe not doing it from an empowered point of view. And then if it's underactive, you might feel less than sexual, not saying that you have to feel like a sexual being, but you might feel closed off from that part of yourself. You may want to be more active that way and you're finding that you just have a block and you're not feeling good about that, that's a really good sign that your sacral chakra needs a little bit of extra love and support. Uh, and of course, blocks to creativity, writer's block, you know, not knowing what you want to, you know, if you have a really hard time with uh, coming up with fresh and new ideas, new activities, things like that to stimulate your own creativity. Or maybe you just haven't been creative for a really long time. Uh, you know, that's a good sign that it is very underactive. And so when, and I didn't mention this for the root chakra, I will go back to it. But for the sacral chakra, when you're, when you're balanced, you're in flow, things come easily to you, fresh ideas come through, you feel confident as a woman, you feel, you feel feminine, you feel powerful. Uh, you, this is also for females, very connected to finances as well. So you alongside the root chakra. So you feel confident earning money as a woman, all of those things feel good when your sacral chakra is in flow. And again, I'll remind you if you're listening to this and you have other ideas you'd like to add on to that, pop into our private community on Facebook, because I'd love to hear what you would like to add to that. Um, and our, our mantra for that mantra for sacral chakra would be, I am creative. I feel feminine. I am powerful as a woman. I create with the divine 
all really beautiful sacral chakra mantras. And again, associated with the color orange. So jumping back to the root chakra, if your root chakra is balanced, you are going to feel confident in the home base that you've created for yourself. You're going to feel secure in relationships. You're going to feel confident in your employment status. Or, and that is even if there is upheaval or other things happening, you feel confident that you have a firm foundation within yourself, regardless of what's happening around you. And you feel your feet when they are on the ground. So back to sacral chakra, some really great ways to reactivate or stimulate and get that back into flow. Uh, again, using those mantras that I mentioned before, but also a really beautiful way to start to re-engage that connection to your sacral chakra is physical movement. Uh, divine creation happens through movement. So something that I suggest to women all the time is to simply start with hip circles. So nice, big, wide hip circles in each direction. Put on a song that feels, you know, sexual or empowering or whatever might allow you to enter into that sensual side. It doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden, you know, turn into some sexual prowess or something. That's not what I'm saying. But what it is going to do is trigger that side of you because we create through that. Nothing wrong with that. And if that doesn't resonate for you, that's okay. But moving in and reconnecting with your feminine is so important as a woman and as a man because we often in this day and age operate from our masculine all the time and it's not often a healthy masculine to be operating from. There's a lot of lack. There's a lot of feeling like we need to perform when we don't need to. Um, it, so to reconnect with our feminine, which is that soft, caring, nurturing, loving side that comes from re reawakening our feminine and that our, our sacral chakra. So it comes from that. So keep that in mind if you're feeling a blockage there. It could be as simple as even putting makeup on your face or putting a dress on or, you know, the types of things that are considered girly, you know, you may not resonate with that, but it might help change your energetic thought patterns. So be curious, be, be curious about it. Okay, so jumping in to our third chakra, this is our solar plexus chakra, and it is right, you know, at the base of the rib cage, right in your tummy area, below your chest, above your belly button, and your solar plexus chakra is connected to personal confidence, personal power, taking action, all of that sort of mentality and mindset. Uh, your belief in yourself. Uh, so if your solar plexus is in, it's overactive, you might put on a false sense of bravado. You might be showing up and starting arguments with people because you have a, a need to be right. Uh, you, it might just be you having a facade all the time, kind of trying to block people from seeing who you truly are. If you're underactive, you might find yourself retreating, not allowing yourself to be seen, not being open to sharing your own uh, unique gifts with the world. And if it's balanced, you are going to just show up present every day as yourself, feeling good and not worrying about who or what is going to be affected by your presence. Your presence is a present. 
some really great mantra for your solar plexus would be I am capable, I am confident, I am able to do whatever I set my mind to, I am powerful. Again, connected to the color yellow. And some really great exercises to activate your solar plexus and get it in line. Breath work is very potent. Uh, doing fire breath. So ha, big, loud exhales, allowing yourself to feel your abdominal muscles activating. Very good for getting reconnected to your solar plexus. Also, I really feel like the solar plexus is a chakra where taking action is what's going to help you moving forward. So allowing yourself to step outside of your comfort zone, allowing yourself to try things that you haven't done before because you start to develop a new relationship with yourself and it really allows you to see yourself in different light and being kind to yourself when you're trying these new things. Another really great way to activate your solar plexus chakra is to eat foods that have a little bit of heat, a little bit of heat to them. Yellow foods, everything yellow. So our next chakra we're going to talk about is our heart chakra. Our heart chakra is, of course, at our heart center on our chest, and it is associated with the color green. Also, maybe a little bit pink, but definitely green is the main color. I don't know if you've been writing this down or if you know you have noticed, but our chakras are in a rainbow, total rainbows. So starting with red, orange, yellow, green. See if you can guess what the next colors will be for our next chakras. So heart center, it is our center for self-love and loving others. So if we are overactive, we might give way too much of ourselves or look for outside approval uh, in unhealthy ways. If it's underactive, we might hold back and not be willing to allow people into our heart centers. Uh, we might put on a bit of a grumpy exterior in order to keep people away not be open to allowing other people in. And that's a normal thing if you've been burned in relationships and whatnot. So it's up to you if you wanna work on allowing that heart center to open. And a beautiful balanced heart chakra is going to know where you stand um, with what it is. I know that this is similar to other explanations, but knowing where you stand and what it is that you are willing to allow, which allows you to give the love that you feel comfortable and allows you to receive without judgment, giving and receiving without judgment. Uh, love is the most powerful thing on this planet. And so having a comfortable and healthy relationship with your heart chakra is very important. Trusting how your heart feels will help you build that beautiful balanced heart chakra. Being open to vulnerability in a safe way also. So again, it's connected to the color green. Uh, it's a mantra for your heart chakra. I am loved. I am valued. I give love. I receive love. Anything lovey-lovey, good for the heart. I deserve love. I am open to receiving love. Beautiful. Our next chakra we are going to talk about. Actually, we, I'm sorry, we didn't talk about what we can do to balance out our heart chakra. 
So if you're feeling very closed off, why not do some exercises, journaling exercises to get to the bottom of what is holding you back or why you give so much of yourself to everybody and make a list. If you have people in mind that are coming up when you are doing this list, write them down. Forgive them. That forgiveness is for you. Let that go. On your list of reasons why you may hold back or you may give too much, I'd love for you to write down what are the worst things that could happen if I allowed myself to give a little more. Or what is the worst thing that could happen if I gave myself some boundaries? Yes, there's fear of pain, fear of rejection, things like that. But when we hold ourselves back out of fear, we are robbing ourselves of opportunity to live a much more expansive and full life. So take inventory of where your heart sits and then begin the journey of letting love in or creating some more boundaries for yourself. All right, next chakra, throat chakra, which of course is at our throat and you guessed it, it is connected with the color blue. So our throat chakra is our voice, it is speaking. Um, If it's overactive, you might find that you love to share and you don't filter and you don't care how people think and you just verbal diarrhea all over everything and everyone all the time. You're not speaking with a loving filter. Uh, You just let it out. If it's underactive, you hold back. You don't share what's on your mind. You don't allow people to hear what it is that you have to say. If it's balanced, you practice the pause. You speak with integrity. You have that loving lens or filter on what it is that you're sharing. You, You speak with authority in a loving way. I hope those make sense. Uh, so some mantra, I, I speak clearly. I speak authentically. I speak with love. Beautiful. Some exercises. If you find that you are allowing a lot out or not enough out, would again, I would say, come down to doing a little bit of journaling. Take a little bit of inventory on what it is that you are doing and how it is affecting the people around you, or maybe how it could affect the people around you if you spoke with a little bit more authority. Um, how, how, and go back inwards. How would it affect you if you used your voice in a loving way? Begin to take inventory of that. And then you can use those mantras, sit in meditation and visualize your throat chakra, heart chakra, solar plexus, whatever it is, visualize it. It may look different for everybody, but visualize and imagine balance, just balance, healthy balance. Visualize the color blue. Visualize the color blue. And we're going to move up our chakras up to our third eye, which is located in between each of our eyebrows on that brow brow bone connected to the color indigo so very dark inky bluey leaning towards purple and that is connected to third eye our own inner vision our ability to use our intuition and have good empathy and perception 
So if it is overactive in terms of spirit, you may find that you are receiving all sorts of crazy downloads. Um, if it's overactive, you might find yourself feeling really anxious all the time because you just have no sense of control or uh, the ability to slow down those thoughts that may be coming in. A lot of what ifs, living in the future rather than living in the present. And then if it's underactive, you might find that you just have no no opinion or idea of what is yet to come or how things will turn out and kind of a blase approach. If your third eye is balanced, you will find that you trust your judgment, you trust your gut, you are open to what it is that comes forward to you and you are using discernment to make decisions because you really trust inside what it is that you perceive to perhaps be the outcome. And you trust the universe. It's good, good stuff. So again, connected with the color indigo. Uh, some mantra, I trust my judgment. I believe that I can make good choices. Two very good mantra. Uh, some exercises to help would be to really jump in to a really great way to begin to trust and not trust, but a really great way to open up that third eye chakra in a way that is balanced and feels good flow is to, again, like other chakras we talked about, practice the pause, but do so when making decisions. So when assessing a situation, tune in and trust how you feel about something. Trust how the outcome will be based on your feelings. And then allow that situation to unfold and do inventory again. What did you, what did you say about this? How did you feel about this? And does it align with what the outcome was? When you start to do these types of things, it allows you to start to build that trust a little bit more and have faith that what you're feeling is correct. And notice where these feelings are in the body. You might find, okay, you're facing a situation and when you consider what the outcome may be, you feel a bit of a pit of dread in the tummy, right? Obviously that's not gonna feel like a good outcome. Or you might assess the same situation and feel your heart swelling like it feels really good. So act on those feelings and then you'll be able to understand and trust that your intuition is powerful and correct. It takes a bit of practice for some of us and for others it's natural, but it is a practice. So do it. Do it, do it, do it. Have a nice healthy third eye. Our last chakra, or no, I guess it's not our last chakra because we are going to touch on the eighth chakra. But our seventh chakra, which is kind of where most traditional basic teachings stop, that is our crown chakra. And it is located at the top of our head and it is associated with the color violet. So a nice vibrant purple violet. Uh, some also may associate it with white, but it's that connection to the divine. So where our third eye was trusting our own judgment, trusting our downloads, trusting our intuition on situations, the crown chakra 
is where we connect to our divine guidance and trusting what we are receiving. So if it is overactive, you might find a lot more psychic activity is happening and it doesn't feel comfortable to you. Um, it, it really could vary. You know, you might feel like you're having spiritual experiences that don't feel comfortable to you uh, or might feel scary. I don't like to talk in the negative about that sort of thing, but you may have those types of feelings. And the other way, if it's underactive, you might feel a complete block, a complete disconnect. I'm not connected to the universe. Uh, and if it's, if it's feeling good and it's active in a healthy way, you are going to be receiving downloads, noticing messages, places, noticing uh, the symbolism that is coming through to you, however spirit may connect with you, your angels, your guides, your higher self, whatever that may be at the time, you're going to be receiving that guidance and it's going to feel good to you. And so some mantra for that. I am guided. I am able to receive divine downloads. I trust the guidance that I receive. And a good way to start building a healthy, balanced crown chakra is again to set boundaries. So know what it is that you would like to experience and know how it is that you would like to receive your guidance. Be curious to how it is that you receive it as well. All of us are different. We are all completely capable and do in fact receive divine guidance all the time. It's just a matter of being open to it and noticing which ways it's showing up for you. For me, I get a lot of inner knowing type business. I also see a lot of numbers all the time, repeating numbers, that sort of thing. And I do receive animal messengers all the time. I know if I see an animal a few times in a row that isn't something I would normally see, I'm going to receive some symbolism from that. So I start to trust and notice where my guidance is coming from. And, uh, and that's just uh, unconscious guidance. And by unconscious, I mean, I'm not, I'm not seeking it out. I'm not sitting down and meditating and asking for divine guidance. This is just the messages that I am receiving. So building that relationship with spirit, a really great way to start that is to start working with a tool of divination and uh, again, setting your boundaries. So a lot of people, when they get into working with spirit, they're nervous and scared. They don't want to see things. They don't want to hear things, that sort of stuff. But you are in control of your own experience. So set your boundaries. I've done that. I don't want to see anything. That's just how it is. I don't want to see anything. And by anything, I mean, you know, I don't want to see spirit. That's just not some way I'm interested. I don't want to hear spirit. I'm not interested in that either. It's not a way that would feel comfortable to me. So I set that boundary and I receive my downloads in other ways that feel comfortable for me. And you can do the same thing for you. And our last chakra we will talk about is our eighth chakra. Again, it hovers above our head a little bit and it is our soul chakra. And it is really associated again, kind of with the color white, but also gold. And it really is our deepest connection to spirit and to our higher selves. It is connected to the universe where our seven chakras are connected to our own energy body and ours and ours alone. The eighth chakra is kind of where we 
tap in to the universal consciousness. And so it could feel very much like we are disconnected if it's underactive, or we could feel a little bit too too connected and want to retreat if it's overactive, or you might feel a lot of spiritual activity all the time around you, like an energetic highway is running right through your brain. Um, that can feel like that when it's overactive. So it's all about, again, setting boundaries and practicing listening and practicing turning it down. I love it. So some mantra, I am connected. I am in a community. We are one. We are one. So I hope that this episode opened up some questions for you, allowed you to, you know, jump into learning a little bit more about chakras. I would love to hear again, if you have feedback or if you have your own insight that you would like to add, because there's so much more to be said about the chakras. If you have uh, additional takes, additional beliefs, deeper insights on anything, please share it within the community. I think it's a really great conversation to begin, remembering that this is just a good base for you to jump and start exploring deeper. There are so many beautiful resources out there to help you dive into this further. And uh, I really hope that this inspires you to take a look at the areas of your life and see if there's anything that feels a little overactive, underactive, see where things feel comfy to you. And uh, hopefully it allows you to start to find a little bit more flow when our chakras are all active and feeling good. We feel good. We have more physical energy. There's more vibrance about us. And some may even say our digestion and our physical health is better. So please take the time to do an inventory of how you feel. I hope that it helps. I love you guys. I will see you next week and I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you received some value or maybe a giggle or maybe gave you something to think about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your sisters. I'm sure they'd love to hear it as well. And if you're feeling up to it, leave us a five-star review. Thanks a lot. See you in the next one.